Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley with a normal voice. Hey, he does. He sounds so much better today. Uh, So the time off... Uh, on the short podcast last week, must have really helped him. Had that tea with lemon that we talked about, uh, nope. so he he's ready to go. Uh, must have been that pizza you made today, I yes. guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, so he is ready to go. We are going to start out the podcast today by touching on the uh, Purdue women's close overtime loss to IU. Uh, we're going to recap the Purdue men's victory over Nebraska, take a break, and then look ahead to the upcoming game against Illinois, which is coming up tomorrow or i guess when you're listening to this it would be today at noon so I'm again so excited Monday about noon. Noon it's game. such a weird yeah such a weird situation so obviously due to the holiday but to start out as i said uh purdue women uh faced iu today in mackey arena it looked like a pretty, pretty good crowd uh had a chance to win it iu was down two of their top players but they are number six in the country for those that, that don't know so iu is pretty dang good at women's basketball they've kind of taken our place we've we've reversed positions over this last 10 years um and purdue had a chance to win it in regulation had two free throws uh was only, they were only down one made one missed one and it went into overtime they were outscored 13 to 8 wound up losing 73 to 68 uh, so, Casey, I know you watched the majority of the game. I was watching my Buccaneers uh, in the playoffs. So what tell a me, boring choice. Hey, I made the right choice because it was thirty-one nothing. Yeah, it, well, it didn't stay thirty-one nothing. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you never know what's gonna happen. Uh, so, you watched this this women's game for the barn burner trophy. Uh, what what did you think uh, of this Purdue team under Katie Gerald's? I know this is the first game you've been able to watch this season. What did you notice? Yeah, it was an impressive effort uh, energy-wise. Really thought their defense was sharp. They they made IU work for it. Uh, IU was 43% from the field. Uh, Purdue, you know, we were. It, it's even worse than giving up that late lead because we were up about seven points with two minutes left. So we had a three-possession game. 
and they just kind of dwindled it. We couldn't make baskets late and then gave up a couple threes and then had a really boneheaded turnover that almost cost yeah. us. And yeah, then, and, and I mean, I think Purdue went on like a seven and a half minute drought, or or else like eleven one run for IU in about seven and a half minutes. So I mean, that's just so painful. Yeah, I mean, we're playing seven seven women. Uh, like you said, there were three people that played over forty minutes that game. But I I was impressed the whole way because IU is a really good squad, and our defense. You know, we we talk about how we wish. Our perimeter defense worked on a string a little better, got to closeouts, you know, everyone was in the right spots, playing aggressive, but still covering those holes. And uh, Gerald's had these women playing really hard, really good defense. There was nothing easy out there for IU. So, you know, this is a program on the rebuild. Uh, If you listen to Gerald's interview after, you know, her whole thing is now we're now we're not we're not playing for three years from now. We're here now, but. This is a team that will get better. These are young players, a lot of transfers. Um, Gerald just now finally started to really put her print on this program, and so far everything we've seen. Tough loss, should have been a win, but overtime against a top five team in the country, you will take that with this squad. And we've got some players. Abby Ellis is already one of the most fun Boilermakers to watch that I've seen. Yeah, so like you said, um, there there was a great clip of, of Gerald's after the game. Uh, we'll we'll tweet it out on our account, but it just kind of shows you the attitude that that she has. Like you said, she's a lot of people say you know this team needs to rebuild. They need to look to the future. New coach, a lot of transfers in these recent years. Um, but I mean, she wants to win now, and I respect that. She may not have um, everything in place right now because I mean, she did have to take over a year earlier than expected. But you love the fight, you love the heart. So hopefully. Yeah. So hopefully they will just continue to get better. And uh, we're really happy uh, to see the fight. I mean, obviously, we'd always love to beat IU. So it's a little tough to, to see that loss. But uh, I do. I think we both agree that the program is kind of trending in the right direction right now, if nothing else, just from an effort perspective. Yeah. And I mean, making the tournament this year would be huge for them. Oh, yeah. And this team looks like a tournament team. You don't play that well, that hard on defense and have a couple of the players that they have. Uh, you know, we've got Brooke Moore coming off the bench she played 35 minutes well i don't know if she came off the bench but she finished on the yeah, bench. yeah she did she did uh took 18 shots but scored 18 points was a blur on the court there's a lot of pieces to light obviously uh madison laden uh and some young people you know these games are good for everyone you're gonna get stretched put into positions you're not familiar with and you might not come up with the play this game but you're gonna be more prepared next game so this is a team on the rise Yep. So there you go. Um, so now switching gears, we're going to head to the men's side of the court. Uh, Purdue obviously had the game against Nebraska, was victorious 92-65. to So this was really the first game that had kind of played, at least in Big Ten season, that played to the way that you expected it to based on the, just the talent disparity between the two teams. Um, you know, you mentioned in our in our uh, podcast before the game that Nebraska just didn't really have the talent and if Purdue played the game that they were capable of playing this one wouldn't be very close and it turned out you were exactly right um, you know Nebraska hit a couple big threes to kind of make the score a little closer than it really even was at mm-hmm. 92-65 including one at the half which was just just really annoying to see that happen yeah, we are not again. finishing the first half well no. lately. <laughs> between <laughs> so, that and the I, Eisen, uh, Isaiah Thompson little kerfuffle yeah. 
I don't know what's going on at the end of the half, but we got to stay focused there. Uh, but I mean, 92 to 65, love it. Uh, really looked like the offense was a lot better. The defensive effort was there. Uh, you predicted we might hit 100, and you know if they really stayed locked in, I, I think they would have easily. But we threw in the walk-ons there for a little bit and uh, kind of took the foot off the gas. But otherwise, I think 100 would have been within reach. So. Uh, Casey, who maybe stood out to you in this game, or who was who was your player of the game from the Purdue team? Uh, it's always really tough because you always like Jaden Ivey played great and he was flashy and he did all the kinds of things you want him to do. Pass the ball really well. Uh, had nice intensity on the defensive end again. Uh, Seventeen points in twenty three minutes of play. But every time I look at Zach Eady's score, just Eady, yeah. I, I just don't know what else you do because he was a, a, a man amongst boys as he normally is. 22 points, 20 minutes, grabbed nine rebounds, had two blocks, no turnovers, just two fouls committed. He was on it from the start. And once again, it, it, it there's just this perfect 40 minutes of center because when Trey came in, he started cooking right away. And he kind of yeah. had that swagger. From the beginning, like, oh, this team literally doesn't know how to play. I can do whatever I want. And he did that often. But I I think you just have to love how Edie gives you 100% the entire 20 minutes. There's not a second when he's on the floor where he's not trying to get position or get to the ball. And you don't see that much with big men, especially guys his size. Like, it's laborious to move your body around, or at least yeah. it should be. Yeah. It doesn't look like that when he's on the court. The way he's able to move around and just constantly go at it and never get tired, like, it is a marvel to watch him play at this point. So, Ivy was really good, hit his free throws, which was encouraging, yeah. uh, created plays for other, but Edie right now is just a force of nature. Yeah, I mean, you talked about 40 perfect minutes. I mean, they played 39 minutes uh, combined, Williams and Edie. They combined for 32 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, uh, two blocks, and only one turnover between them. I'm not sure uh, that's I, more than their average. Uh, but I mean, is insane. Like, if you're getting that from the center yeah. position, I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah. The, I mean, the only quibble I have with Edie, and it's a small quibble, I mean, he was four of nine from the free throw line. Right. Uh, didn't end up mattering in this game, obviously, because it was a runaway, but you'd love to see those. You'd love to see him make teams pay because he is going to get fouled uh, throughout you know the entire season right. people are going to hack him they're going to try to you know take him off balance uh push him out of the lane and he's got to make teams pay for doing that and he has in the past but this was just not not his best game from the free throw line so we can live with that in a game like this but but hopefully it's it's something uh that they can he can improve upon so before we look at other players i want to ask you um you obviously were not at the game in person neither was i so watching it on fs1 matt painter was miked during the game I love and it. I absolutely loved it. He's so good. I mean, you know, you, you see all these other coaches and it's a lot of coach speak, a lot of like just kind of thing platitudes and not really going on. I mean, you could see his intensity. You could see him joking with the officials, joking with players when they come off, uh, you know, yelling at the guys when they're on the court. And it was a lot of positivity. Right. And I thought that was really fascinating. And of course, you know, they're only choosing specific clips to show. So maybe he was cursing people out and the <laughs> other ones they didn't show. Uh, I, we don't know. Yeah, We jumped out to like a 15 point lead in two minutes. So I'm not sure if he got yeah. into a bad mood this <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was just so cool to see. I, I don't know that they've ever. Uh, I mean, I don't remember the last time he was mic'd up for an entire game. No. I mean, I know they, they, they throw him a mic over the huddle sometimes, like during timeouts, but I can't recall a game where he's been mic'd up. But I found it very enjoyable, and I hope they do that again. They made a very big deal of it, too. 
Like they it, did. It they was, were advertising it like the day before. Yeah, it, it was. I don't know if they just know what kind of like fetish fans we are as Purdue as Purdue <laughs> yeah, that's fans or what. But yeah, it was it was interesting how much they were like, "No, this is a big deal." And you know, it's it's great. He's so sharp. Yeah, and he's just so consistent. Whether you are seeing him on the court in a press room in the locker room at practice at a game, he's just the same. And that's what you hear from everyone. He's the yeah. same. Yeah. Even killed everywhere, funny, light, lighthearted, serious, all at the same time. And, like, you understand why people want to play for him, why we're so proud to have him as a coach. And, I, I mean, I, I think we both feel this kind of way. As much as we want Purdue to succeed and win as a program, honestly, the biggest thing I want is for him to get his just dues and to no longer have that asterisk at his name. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, man. Never been Greatest coach not to be to a Final Four. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just I'll tell you, I'll tell you, a quick, uh, I'll tell you a quick Matt Painter story. So when I was at Purdue, uh, my senior year, I was, you know, VP of the paint crew with a, a few friends of mine, uh, also in the executive board. And one of the things that the paint crew always does is they go on road trips to away games, usually pick about one or two uh, per season. And then, it, you know, that was before we got there. And all of a sudden we look at our, our like bank account for the paint crew and we're like, we had, a, and I, this number is not going to be right, but it was somewhere around like fifty to $60,000 oh. uh, in the bank account. And we're like, is that normal? We're like, wait a minute. No, oh, no. <laughs> we're like, wait a minute. We're like, how much do these road trips cost? So we like looked at like past years and we're like, these things are only like two to three grand. Cause you know, you got to like rent the bus, you got to buy the tickets, you got to, you know, do those things. But we're like, what, what, why do we have all this money? So we talked to our advisor and she's like, yeah, I don't care. Spend the money. You know, it's your money. You do what you want with it. And <laughs> do you guys so, fundraise? No. Okay. See, so like you have to pay to join the paint crew. It's like $11 or something okay. like that. At least it was then. I don't know what it is now. I gotcha. um, so, you know, your $11 gets you in the paint crew in that okay. specific section. And then you get your t-shirt okay. um, with that. So we had all this money and we're like, I, I don't know what's going on. And so we we went on like five different road trips. We like bought tickets to the Big Ten tournament. We did all this kinds of stuff. And uh, at one point we were like, there was another game that we wanted to go to. It had like Big Ten implications or something. And uh, Painter's like, hey, well, why aren't you guys going to that game? We're like, uh, we just you know we didn't want to spend the money. It's pretty expensive. He's like, oh, I'll take care of it. <laughs> we're like, we're like what? He's like, don't worry about it. We'll we'll make the money. We'll make the money work. <laughs> And we're like, okay. So like, I don't even really remember all the details of how it happened, but he was just like, it'll be fine. And just, that was it. And he's like, yeah, send an email to this person and we'll take care of it. And then it was done. And we went on. It was like, just so weird. He was just such a nice guy about everything. That is a terrific Matt Painter story. Yeah. So uh, there is that. Uh, I want to at least point out one so did thing. Did he put the 50 grand in there too? <laughs> he might have. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't, you know, I, I didn't see the prior transactions as to how that built up, but uh, he, for all I know, that was Matt Painter's money we were spending. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I know there there are at least two two other groups of players I want to talk about. I want to point out uh, Sasha had a terrible game shooting, uh, but he did a lot a lot of other good stuff. I mean, he was one of seven from from three, but he was six of six from the line, had three rebounds and and three assists. So. I mean, I could live with that because he was making things happen, but it's so uh, it can be really troubling against a better opponent because both him and Isaiah Thompson uh, combined were one of 13 from three. Uh, Thompson wound up with no points. And this is like your worst nightmare manifest. Um, I mean, for for Isaiah Thompson. Well, yes. Uh, But I mean, you, of course, want good things for Purdue. So when something like this happens, you know, uh, 
and it's just we again we got to get more from the point guard position um and that goes right into my next group um you know eric hunter jr 18 minutes one of his better games uh three of five from the field uh buying anything that happened on the offensive well okay it was i mean i know it was nebraska it wasn't really it's not like he was making anything happen like the ball just happened to fall in his hands and he made two shots hey i'm trying to build this guy up okay we need him out there uh and the other guy uh brandon newman uh i really liked his effort uh, went in after, you know, not playing in the previous game, two for four of three, grabbed four rebounds, two steals, uh, were really active on defense, looked like he was given a little more effort. Uh, so I- I'm glad we got to see him out there uh, to pick up some more minutes. So uh, other than those guys, is there anybody else you wanted to mention that kind of either got something out of the game or uh, really had a had a game that stood out to you? Did you mention first scoring 10 I points? I did not. I did not. I was waiting for that. I was uh, hoping you would yeah. do it because I know, I know he's your boy. Yeah, I just thought he was really active. He made a jumper, which is nice. Good to see him hit that corner three. Uh, you saw with the post up inside how he can be against a lot of teams. He is a size problem, and he's not – when he gets the ball down there, he's not casual with it. Like, he went up for a big boy dunk, two hands, and that's yeah. the kind of thing he can do. Yeah, he he was good, uh, and hopefully this will be that game uh, to kind of get him back in the groove and maybe push Mason Gillis a little more uh, to see those two battling for that four position because I think that will only make each of them better. Um, there's at least one more thing I want to mention. We were so, so close to a walk-on dunk. Uh, Carson Barrett. We weren't that a, close. I mean, he was When you close. saw the other camera angle, he <laughs> was not close. It didn't even look like a dunk attempt when you saw the other angle. (laughs) Well, I think he thought it was going to be a dunk attempt, and then he took off and was like, oh, nope. Took off is a strong word. (laughs) Hey, listen, in my five foot six non-athletic eyes, he took off. And I I think in his head, he was ready to dunk it. And then when he jumped, he was like, uh, no, let's just lay it in. I would it. have more respect if he went for it all the way. If that it ball missed. bounced off the back of the rim and hit the scoreboard. Like, that's yeah. what I want to see. I, I, You remember that play. Yeah, you I mean, You I, don't remember the finger roll. And he's not going to get many opportunities. You know, God bless the walk-ons because they're really busting their ass out there for really little to no, um, mm. you know, recognition. But it, that may have been his only opportunity in his Purdue career, and, and he didn't go for it. So, yeah. He may not get another one like that for the rest of his life. Yeah, to this point, I mean, talking about Sasha and his new dunk earlier this season, we at least got to see it go in. Yeah. Even if it didn't <laughs> count, but that's the only chance he's had. <laughs> true, true. So uh, maybe next time, uh, Mr. Barrett, hopefully you can you can find a next time on that. So uh, that is going to wrap up this Nebraska game. We're going to take a break, come back and look ahead to the Monday game against the Fighting Illini. We'll be right back. And we are back to take a look ahead at Purdue's next game coming up on Monday, uh, Martin Luther King Day, going to be at noon. Uh, The holiday, of course, is the reason that this is a Monday game at noon. And I did just see the Purdue Sports, uh, Purdue Men's Basketball account tweeted out that if you are a Boilermaker and you are going to this game, you must show uh, proof of vaccination. So you have to either have a picture of your card or else the card itself or you have to have proof of a negative COVID test within 72 hours. So just so you know, uh, if you are going to the game and you were not aware of that, uh, might want to look into it because uh, you will not get into the game without one of those two things. So just an FYI, if you are listening to this and heading to Illinois, 
today. So um, Illinois currently ranked number 25. Going to be interesting how they do this because uh, the the new rankings will come out at noon and <laughs> Purdue and Illinois play at noon. So not sure where either team is going to be ranked. There's been a lot of losses in the top 25 this week. So um, going to Illinois, playing a, a ranked Illinois is going to be a pretty tough challenge, especially with Kofi Coburn uh, having one heck of a season so far. Uh, Casey, is he... He's obviously going to be the biggest challenge from Illinois, right? Yes. I no no. So if you read my preview that I wrote a little 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 little, little, little while ago. Oh wow, we're southern now. I don't know <laughs> I how that happened. I am in the south. I am in the snow-covered South Carolina. Uh, I I think there is a good chance that this game, you know, how good how good Coburn is and how good Williams and Edie are, that it's it's most likely going to be a wash to. Someone's big man might have a slight advantage. I, I think this game is going to come down to which guards play best. They're yeah. just not as good as the big man because we're going to see three of the best centers in the country. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, it does. It does because, I mean, if Coburn plays up to what he's capable of and both Edie and Williams play what they're capable of, I mean, you are exactly right. They could end up in a wash. I mean, one might score two more points, four more points than the other, but it's not like the center position is going to be a huge advantage for either team. So you got to find your find your advantage or find your uh, scoring elsewhere. Um, so as we talked about on the last pod, uh, Purdue has struggled when there's a go-to guard or a, a really athletic guard on the other team. Does Illinois have someone like that? And is that going to be Frazier? <laughs> I mean, Frazier's the obvious name because, you know, he's been there for 95 years. Uh, yes, I was just going to say, I feel like either there's a second guy named yeah, Frazier right? in uh, yeah. Illinois or... I don't know what year this guy is. Been there a while. He's really good. Uh, Andre Curbelo is their other really another really good guard. Fortunately for us, he's injured, so we don't have to worry about him. But so we we know for sure he won't be back for this game. Correct. Okay. Everything I've heard that he's still not that close. Um, Alfonso Plummer is pretty good. Uh, another guy that can shoot the three pretty well, and then they've got a six six wing and Jacob Grandison who's shooting nearly fifty percent from three. So don't love that. Yeah, all three of those guys are capable of going off. I mean, we've seen Frazier do it year in, year out. Uh, him and Plummer are both smaller guards. If you watched the Michigan game, you watched a team that really gets into into dribblers, really into guards. They like to press. Uh, they're quick. They're not very big. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up against Jaden Ivey. Uh, can Sasha get some shots over them? You know, this could be a game where Isaiah Thompson isn't, you know, massively undersized. So. Okay, that I mean that would be good because we we've seen when he's not oversight uh, when his opponent or his whoever's guarding him is not you know towering over him he can be a lot better and he can find his shot so you know rather than that what was it oh for six against Nebraska if he can get some shots up uh, that could really change the complexion of the game yeah I I posted the stat in our group chat Isaiah Thompson is shooting yeah let me pull it up what a, yeah in conference he is one of fourteen from three. one of fourteen yeah. Uh, Big Ten has a lot of big guards. They, yeah, you know they. But he was open on a lot of shots against Nebraska. That that ball is just not falling for him right now. He's shooting forty two percent now from three, uh, which is still good. But you also said that when he was shooting sixty percent three weeks ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, you look at that forty three percent and you're like, oh, that's really good. But then if you were to look at like the trajectory of that percentage, it's just been been going nothing but down. So hopefully he can find a way to turn that around. And Purdue is going to need some shooters. Like you said, the guard play is going to be huge in this game and they have to have someone who can step up and hit those shots. Um, And with Sasha and I.T. having a really bad game, 
as far as shooting goes uh, against Nebraska, you you hope they can turn it around for this one. You don't want them. You don't want to see them have two bad shooting games in a row. Um, and Sasha generally does not have two really bad shooting games in a row. No. And the one problem is though, this Illinois team they play defense. They play hard. They've got Coburn inside, who obviously is something of a deterrent at the rim. And then you've got guards that get on people. They do not allow teams to shoot well from beyond the arc at all. Um, they're definitely, they're better inside. They're one of the best teams in the country at holding teams uh, inside the arc shooting, but that's, you know, you're not going to score in the rim on Coburn very much, but we're, it's a road game. We're going to need a guard or two to get hot. That's just how you upset people when you're going into their building when they have the energy. Yeah, especially in the Big Ten. I mean, there as much as there are some bad teams in the Big Ten, I mean, we just saw one in Nebraska. There's really no easy road game in the Big Ten. I mean, we've seen Purdue in past years struggle at Northwestern when they're very bad, at Penn State when they're very bad. So you just never know uh, what it's like to go on the road in the Big Ten. And you're going into an Illinois um, team. You're going against an Illinois team who is ranked and who is playing pretty well. They're coming off a win against Michigan. Uh, granted, apparently Michigan is bad now. Uh, not sure what's going on. They were on missing there. two of their best players. Yeah, but I mean, they've just not looked good all year. Well, so. No, I- it's not the same team from the year before. It was weird how highly ranked they were because they had to replace most of their production outside of Dickinson. Yeah, I mean, they're sitting at 7-7, seven and 10th seven, in the Big Ten right now. So um, maybe when they coalesce a little better, but um, that's that's for another day. So um, is there anything else we need to know about Illinois and kind of how do you how do you see this game going other than it'll be a, a game of guard play? Uh, it'll be a little bit of a game of guard play. I, I look at two things to be, if Purdue wins, this is probably what's going to uh, be the reason. One is our depth is definitely better than theirs. They've got a really strong starting five, but they they lean on uh, most of their backup bigs very little. Uh, they've got like three guards they trust. So we definitely have more bodies, and if we can wear them down and be physical, uh, especially if we can get Coburn in foul trouble, it's just no matter how good he is and he's done pretty well in not getting in foul trouble this year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does against Edie this year. He only put up 14 on him uh, when Illinois beat Purdue last year. Uh, I think we both agree that Edie is not the same player that he no, was No, no, not at all. And and well, and the good thing, too, is, you know, Coburn only has five fouls to give, whereas, you know, we've got two guys who I feel pretty confident throwing in there. So we've got ten fouls against their five for guys who I truly trust to play down low against anybody. So that could be a real advantage, and it's something hopefully we'll see time and time again in Big Ten season. Yeah, and the other thing, I'm really interested to see if Painter inverts the court like we've seen on occasion when Trey's on the floor. And really have him play out in the perimeter. Yeah, to draw Coburn away. Pull Coburn away, make him defend where he's not comfortable, take him off the glass, and let Trey kind of challenge him off the dribble, because Trey is quicker than Coburn. Coburn is huge and very mobile for his size, but, you know, Trey's got the advantage on offense if he's out on the perimeter. And it's, you know, the further we keep Coburn away from the offensive glass, the better or the defensive glass, we might get some second chance points, you know, and you never know when you get, if he's just a half second slow on his foot, you're getting a foul call. So I would be really interested to see that. And then I just kind of feel like Sasha's due for a day. Yeah, I hope so. He's been hovering around, you know, 30, 40% shooting on really clean looks. And he's getting a lot of them just bouncing in and out. Obviously the whole thing is he can't shoot on the road, but you know what? Rim's a rim. It's all 10 foot high. He's getting good looks. He's a bigger guard against this team, and I 
I think Illinois is going to have a little bit of trouble guarding him and Ivy on the court at the same time. So I'll be interested to see if he can get off and if we can kind of invert our offense a little bit and run a lot through Sasha and with Trey on the outside. So so if, if we do that, I mean, if we have Trey on the outside, maybe have him, like you said, challenge Coburn, is that a situation where you think Painter is going to throw somebody like Caleb first in and have him play down low? Or do you think they're going to have Williams up top and kind of clear out the lane? I think it'll be more more on the wing corner with Trey and a lot of dribble handoffs into then little isolations with Coburn and just kind of keep shooters on the outside. So first makes a little bit of sense. Cause I think rebounding wise that could help us the most on the offensive board but at the yeah. same time, the way Gillis is shooting, he spaces out the floor. Nice right now. I feel good about our forward position with either guy out there. And, uh, but I do like the Trey and first, if first is out there, I like the idea of first being in there to cut because yeah, he has shown I- himself really well at, at the rim yeah and i know you've mentioned that you think first plays his best ball when trevion is in there mm. with just b- because they have you know uh, a good connection on the court so uh, that's why i asked that question Correct. because hopefully we can see more of that going forward yeah so yeah i i mean i still think if we get coburn into foul trouble this game becomes our advantage entirely because then all of a sudden Edie and trey are going to be able to eat against their backups Coburn's not going to be as aggressive. This team is not like last year. They lost a lot of guards. Uh, they're not as comfortable, you know, running their offense through the guards as much. I mean, Coburn's averaging over 20 points a game. Attacking him should be our first priority. Yeah, yeah. Because like you said, get him in foul trouble, it just changes the game. So uh, one final question for you, and I think we'll we'll head out. Uh, you think Purdue wins tomorrow? Why not? Noon? There you okay go. Day? I want to start my day off right. That's right. So, yeah, just, again, reminder to everyone, hopefully you're listening to this before the game so you get this information. If you are going to the game, you need either a negative test within 72 hours or your vaccination card or a picture of the card in order to get into the arena. Go get vaccinated. Exactly. If you are staying home and watching the game, the game is on at noon Eastern. So just be prepared so for those. Lemon. I love early those games. two bits of information. I love early games. Well, there you go. Really gets your day off either to a great start or a terrible start. So we gotta we'll figure see. out this beer situation though, because I didn't pick up beer beforehand. And well, that's what you get. We got for being, crushed uh, with like in. six yeah. inches of snow. Like we have one plow. There's like I don't. This is like three times the amount of people as West Lafayette, maybe more. They got one plow for the whole city. It's going to be, you are, uh, I hope you have canned goods. You might be stuck inside for a little while. I mean, I picked up like some groceries. I don't know. I just thought I would go back and get beer. I didn't. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, uh, problem people always have is putting jobs on their future selves. You know, <laughs> you know everyone always, everyone always screws them themselves in the future. They're like, always oh, disappoints me. That guy. It's the yeah. faith I have in myself. That's, that's just... future. Andrew's problem. And then yeah. future Andrew becomes present Andrew. And he's like, Oh crap. I got to do that now. Less reliable than the last guy. Exactly. So, uh, hopefully you find yourself some, some nice tasty beverages. Uh, and that's not just for Casey. That's for everyone out there. If you got the day off, hope you enjoy it. Tuck in for some basketball at noon. And then, you know, you got the rest of your day. You got the rest of your day to, to just have a nice, relaxing holiday. Uh, You're not going to watch the game, are you? Uh, well, depending on the situation, I have tickets to go see the new Spider-Man uh, movie at 1. You made some but, choices, uh, Ledman. Well, listen, it is currently snowing and... Uh, then it's supposed to turn to rain, so the roads may not be passable tomorrow, uh, and my drive is only about, to the theater is only about three miles. Uh, also, my son is sick. He probably is not going to daycare. 
I was supposed to go to the movie with my wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has graciously said I can go without her. (laughs) Okay. But uh, we will see how the day unfolds. So uh, I I'm just, just worried there there's a karmic like reckoning that's going to happen if you don't get to go to the movie. You're not going to get rewarded with a pretty win. It's my concern. No, there, there is a. I've got like so many things juggling tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting to see what happens. So uh, one way or another, I will watch the game because I, I will record it if I'm not here. So rest assured, come Wednesday when we record, I will be able to have some knowledge about what happened, what has happened in this Illinois game. If we can finally talk Spidey Man. Yes, yes, I'm so excited for that. All right, well. Now we're going to veer into Spider-Man, so i gotta, I got to stop before Casey says something that I can't unhear. Go All get right? your pizza. There you go. So for Casey and myself, thanks for listening, everybody. Let's go Boilers. Boop, boop, boop.